An Ode to Unventured Waters by Gregarious Pyrenew, Culture Admiral of the Glorious Nation of Galeria. What could hope to match the sea, that perfect rhythmic symphony of sails unfurled and straining, striving, goals a-calling, deckhands climbing, pushing forward, ever onward, hearts a-flutter, ever somber. The ocean is dangerous, ancient, and free. But my love burns for her unconditionally. With so much to do and so much to see, I can't think of anywhere better to be. Our destination, who can say, with stars and moon will point the way to newfound lands and histories, to undiscovered mysteries. The stories folk delight to hear, so rally forth, hearts full of cheer. And when next the ship comes in from sea, those wondrous colors flying free, and wanderlust should grip your heart, well, that's the perfect time to start. The Navy office welcomes all who hear the ocean's siren call. You can learn on the job, make Illyria proud. The Voyager fleet is the finest around. Hello, and welcome to Roll Dice Who Cry, an actual play podcast where we roll dice and you cry. And we will also cry. And we will also cry. <laughs> uh, today I'm joined by Emily Riesbeck. Hello, I am Emily Riesbeck. Uh, you probably know me by now if you've gotten this far, but uh, I write comic books and you can read my superhero comic, The Blue Valkyrie, at bluevalkyriecomic.tumblr.com, and you can find me on Twitter at the Blue Valkyrie, where I share all my other comics and work, which is... A lot of things. A lot of things. I'm also joined by Nora Udelius. Yes, hello. You might also know me if you've been listening, but um, you can find me on Twitter at the Snorro, where I post some drawings. Hell yeah. And I am, as always, your GM, your best friend, Zachary Frederickson. You can find me on Twitter at ObfuscatingGod, and I'm thinking about changing that. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've been thinking about changing that since we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep thinking about it. Okay. Um, so today, we are joining Tuca Bell and Zara Fontaine, our Star Wars... Actually, why don't you tell me what your characters are, their names, their classes, and their bonds? Um, I am Zara Fontaine. I am a Lacanel Artificer, which of course, as you all know, is a bunny person. And as far as bonds go, uh, I do have one with Tiuku, which is that Tiuku is interested in my inventions, so she will be my personal assistant. Uh, I have two other bonds, uh, one with Adeline. Adeline's physiology makes her magically resistant. She would be a great test subject. And finally, I have a bond with Radiant. Radiant thought my gadgets were useless. I will show him. And so, yeah, so even though they're not here, those relationships and your thoughts regarding them can still change. You, you can, your opinion can change as much spending time away from each other as you can spending time with each other. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Uh, Nora, can you tell us about Tiku? Uh, yes, Tiku is the thief, but I actually changed my playbook to the city thief, which is a modification of the thief playbook by... 
poorimpulsecontrol.tumblr.com. That's control C-T-R-L. Same person who wrote the... Peerless uh, Fighter. The Peerless Fighter for, for Ford. Uh, not for Ford, but the one that we use with Ford. Good good playbooks on that one. Can you tell us about Nor- uh, about Tuku's uh, bonds? Yes, I have a bond for Zara, which is that I will convince Zara the benefit of using her inventions for selfish gains. Oh. And uh, for Ford, I have that I am sure that Ford will prove... Uh, Good distraction in the future, too. And uh, for Radiant, I have that I will protect Radiant from having to dirty his hands. Uh, and you've both got, currently you've got alignments. You have two special distinct alignments. And since we're talking about different things with your characters, you want to knock those out, too? Sure. My alignment is uh, that I want to prove the value of my inventions to others. Uh, that's Zara's alignment. Uh, I also have an alignment that is uh, related to Arto, the titan that Zara is a reincarnation of, and that is to ensure you receive credit for your actions. I also have two. It's one that I share with my titan. is um, willing to drag myself through mud so people around me don't have to. Wow. And uh, uh, defer judgment to your teammates and listen to orders. That's Dominica's one that you don't exactly... Yes, definitely do not do not share it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we're coming back now after that that month from the calf creation episode. Your celestial armature frames, your robot suits, which are you know still a thing. And the other team has left to look into a potential issue at Kiln near Purple Meadows, which is a a village in Zolyat. Uh, that Liana Toratora, Ms. Bright Eyes, comes from. You, on the other hand, are actually doing the stuff that the Titans need to do. You have been requested by Lady Deeplore, the mysterious benefactor of your expeditionary company, the one who hired you and who organized all of this. Uh, you've been hired by her to go to Tulane, where a node from the ancient Titan era exists and fix it so that it works again. And it, when you fix that, it should re-up long-range communications with old Titan tech. That, that You have these like little walkie-talkie things, these communicator jars that are like sort of holophones or whatever that work in the short range if you are within, you know, a mile of each other. But anything further than that, it gets frizzy. And if you set this up, you should be able to keep in contact all across Galeria and hopefully beyond as more uplinks get set up. Is there anything else I'm missing? Any any other things that we should remember going forward? Mm, Oh, I had a question before we kind of get into it, actually. Do we know the names of our mechs? Yeah. How do we know? Well, I figured probably like there's not like screens you can't see like you know um occult serendipity loading up but like basically that it's like when you get in you know it okay so it's like a sort of magical instinct instinction or intuition yeah Uh, at least that's how i was thinking about it that there's you know you were drawn to your artifacts you were drawn to these mechs um and when you get in them it might it might be that you're like remembering their names, or it could be that they are telling you their names when through your sync connection. Maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yes, exactly. 
I'm like, oh, suddenly it's like I remember. All right, sweet. Are are we still on the uh, are we still on the bastion? Yes, you are still. Well, that depends where you want to you know cut back. Hmm. Um, because you've been sent you've been sent to to Tulane by way of Azure Bay, but you haven't actually. You know, we haven't played out that that departure, and we don't. We could play out that departure, or we could just cut to you on the boat. You could cut to you getting to Azure Bay. Azure Bay to the Bastion. You've already taken that path, and it goes through safe waters. Okay. So that that's just kind of a time skip. Nice. Um. Yeah. I guess. Um. Well, is it just? It's just me and uh, Tiuku going then. Uh, it's you and Tuku and um, Eustace was assigned to go with you. Cool. Because he is a mechanic. He's the mechanic of the Titans, and he is going to be hopefully helping you fix the uplink when you get there. I uh, I think uh yeah that's this all sounds this all sounds solid. Nice. Um, you also have been given a couple secondary objectives mm-hmm. by Lady Deplore. She asked that you drop up a correspondence with the officer. With the office of the uh, culture admiral Gregarius Piranu, while you're in Azure Bay, because he lives there. Okay, can, I can do, boss. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also decided that Nemo can go with you. Oh, should go with well. you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. and the nerds. <laughs> Tuku and, and the nerds. Yeah, uh, and he was kind of like, "Are you sure?" When she asked him to go, but she's like, "Yes, you're." For for all this foul mood he's been in, he's still like her face when you're doing dealing with stuff like that. So he might just do some negotiations for you. And the thing to remember is that both Eustace and Nemo have what is what are called hireling stats now. Each of them, when they're with you, gives you special bonuses. They both have loyalty two with you. Which is uh, pretty solid. I think halfway through, halfway to max. Nemo is a has four ranks in minstrel and four ranks in priest. He, which means that he can anytime you're in a place where you're buying things, you can subtract the price of them by four. Okay, cool, nice. And yes, and he can always he can always find you uh, like accommodations and and like um, anywhere you go, he can like ingratiate you with the local populace. Hmm. Seems seems pretty useful. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, you know, me and Nemo don't get along very well. <laughs> but this seems like a pretty sweet deal. Listen, I'm always gonna say yes to a little bit more coin. Yes. Uh, oh, so, so so technically, the the skill is called a hero's welcome. When you enter a place of food, drink, or entertainment with a minstrel, you will be treated as a friend by everyone present, unless your actions prove otherwise. Um, you also subtract that skill from all prices in town. Uh, and he also has the power of a priest. Uh, what he's a priest of, you don't know. That might just be shorthand for medical uh, knowledge. When you make camp with a priest, if you would normally heal, you heal plus skill HP, so you get an extra 4 HP every time you heal at camp. And uh, if you get your wounds staunched uh, by him when not making camp, you heal 2 times his skill HP. So you heal 8 X- HP by him uh, healing you uh, actively. But you do take minus one forward as it is painful and distracting because it's not the same as getting normal, like cure wounds or lay on hands or oh. healing potion. Okay. Again, pretty useful. Yes, definitely. It's kind of kind of a quick and dirty thing. Uh, and then Eustace has the skills mechanic five, uh, priest two, 
and Protector one. Mechanic is one that I've written for this for this campaign specifically. It's a special hireling, which is kind of like a priest and kind of like something else. He has the power, he has the skills of expert oversight, where you add a skill to all rules to repair when you make camp. To repair the uh, calves, right? The mechs, yes. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Then he also has the hotfix skill, which is when a mechanic repairs your calf during an engagement, you heal two times skill. It's the same as staunch wounds, basically, except for robots. It's the same as priests, but for, but for mechs and stuff, for people with flesh with flesh bodies. <laughs> exactly. He's also got the protector thing, so he can. Uh, he has the skills of sentry, which when he stands between you and an attack, you increase your armor against that attack by his skill. So you, you can get an extra one armor, uh, but he can only do that once between heals. Okay. Uh, and he can also he can also give you a plus one to defy danger if he helps you out with it. But you can only get a seven to nine when he does that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm down with this uh, mechanically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and the important thing about all um, what's it called hirelings. hirelings is that they come with a a cost, which is a a thing that they need to have fulfilled at least occasionally um, while they are in your employ. Uh, and that that can be something as simple like money, or it could be something more complex or esoteric. Like, Eustace is, is good accomplished. He wants you to accomplish good while you're with him. And if you if you do the opposite of that, if you accomplish <laughs> evil or if you're like an asshole to people, he will become less and less loyal to you. Oh, no. <laughs> and Bartimaeus Nemo's is knowledge uncovered. So we have to, yeah, that's as it sounds. We got to uncover knowledge or else he's going to be mad at me again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You, yeah, you need to at least occasionally uncover knowledge to maintain his cost, uh, and that 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 can come out come come to to bear in direct ways. Uh, like if you roll to make them do something dangerous, degrading, or crazy to your orders, you have to roll their loyalty. And one of the requirements when you when you do that is if you uh, don't fully succeed, they they demand um, an immediate. Uh, fulfillment of their cost, or, or as close to immediate as 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 possible. Okay. So yeah, so I, th- I think that's all. I think that's all the all the special accommodations for for new mechanics that we have to hit. Yeah. So with all that in mind, um, what are y'all what are y'all thinking? There's there's still one more objective, which is the letter that Tuku received from Ford. To deliver to his parents. To his parents, uh, which are in Tulane, which is a university town that, that Ford grew up in um, back in the day. Or went to school before he became Ford. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah, so that's that's another thing to remember. So you have, you have one thing in Azure Bay, you have one thing in Tulane, and you also have your overarching objective of get the uplink going. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think... The other crew took Daria with them, uh, which means they took the hand in hand. So there's only one ship left for you on the island, which is the uh, Eye to Eye, um, is Deeplo's ship. Ooh, fancy. We're, we're riding in style today. Nice. It's a nice ship. It's uh, it's got a very it's got a reinforced bay. You know, I have the I bought the that ship that one uh, Dungeon World expansion with the shipbuilding mechanics yeah. in it. I should make stats for these. Boats. Yeah, hell yeah, definitely. 
um, just in case we have uh, naval combat. <laughs> I assume that the the bay is for our uh, calves, right? Yes. Awesome. We can, awesome. We can, we can carry the, the. I don't. I don't think either of the ships can carry all five, but I think they could each maybe carry three. Is Deplore with us? No, she's staying on the island. I, um, I'm going to ask. I'm assuming she's going to be around for like our, you know, departure, though. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she's her and Ileana and Calico. Oh, Calico's here. I thought I figured the other team would take him. The other team took Jameson. Uh, yeah, so Calico is there too. He is. His like contract is kind of fluid. He was Nemo's uh, bodyguard, but now it's shifted to he is protecting Lady Deplore. Got it. Uh, or if he gets sent out, his job is to protect whoever he's with. I think that uh, it sounds better to take Nemo because we're going to be in uh, we're going to be in towns and shit, and we need someone who can talk good because I sure can't. Yeah. So I think that's good. Um. I want to say to Lady Deeplore as we're loading like the, you know, as we're loading the uh, caps into the uh, bay, mm-hmm. I want to say, so uh, who would we get to Azure Bay? And uh, I'm sure you've thought of this, of course, because I know you have probably thought of everything, but how do we uh, take the mechs and get them into the city and then into Galeria? The calves, excuse me. I said, I would say calves, not mechs. <laughs> Yeah, um, or the or the you know frames, frames, yeah. uh, or whatever. Whatever yeah. is specific and correct. Is we keep calling them giant robots in fiction, which is wild because they wouldn't know what a robot. Yes, is. you're you're right. <laughs> um, we, we're kind of playing fast and loose with with what phrases and philosophers that they um, they know that exist in this world. Uh, no, no, I mean I'm just I just mean in general because like the other teams, you know. We're all saying giant robots because that's what it is, um, but I think she she says, "Don't worry about that, dear. I've arranged for uh, at least within Galeria. I've arranged for transportation and storage of the celestial armature frames at any of the major cities. If you go out to the boonies, things might be a little bit more complex, but anywhere that marble railways goes, you'll be able to." You'll be able to transport the frames without much issue. Um, and Eustace is walking by with a with a with a like a, a crate. He's helping load stuff onto the ship. Um, and when she says marble railways, his ears both flick back, and he almost drops the crate, but he keeps going. <laughs> um, yeah, no problem. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push him on that. Um, yeah, sounds good. All right. Uh, yeah, so she is. Uh, Marble Railways is a company uh, that that builds um, railways uh, outside of Castellon, which has its own railway company. Uh, it's okay. Specific, it's yeah, specifically a um, Galerian, right? No, well, it you don't you know it's it kind of. Um, I don't know if you know the history of this of this like corporation, um, but you know that that if you've been to Galeria, if you've been you know. Even the very few like railroads that have been built in uh, Valentine, Valentina, are marble railways, if there are at all. Yeah, maybe like maybe like a few, but like not not very many. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. All right, uh, and so yeah, so so that's basically the, well, in Galeria at least you don't have to worry about um, making concessions for transportation. Sounds good to me. The other team has had to deal with that. Suckers. Yeah, because they want this little yacht instead, and she doesn't know anybody there. 
Um, so is there is there anything else you need uh, figured out before you you head out? Or I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's all. All right. So yeah, everybody everybody loads into the boats and sets off. It is a five day journey to Azure Bay. Before originally, I'd said it was a week and a half. Um, but I, I looked at the scale of our map and I figured it out a little bit better. And basically each of these hexes is a single day's travel, which is actually good because y'all have five days worth of rations on you. Perfect. Nice. We can sock up back at Azure Bay. Yes. I just want to ask an important question, which is what kind of accommodations do we have on this ship? Um, Very important question. I was going yes. to ask that myself. <laughs> I think they are nicer than the hand in hands for sure. Okay, so really quick, I just want to point this out to you. Uh-huh. Uh we're the Titans. Oh. Uh-huh. So I feel like we're entitled to a little mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, considering the ship doesn't have a captain uh, st- uh, like officially, you could just be set up in the captain's I like the sound cabin. of this. Yes. Where does Lady Deeplor usually stay because I was going to have Tuku a break into wherever she usually stays and just stay there. But <laughs> well, it would probably just also be the captain's cabin. Yeah, that's fine then. She doesn't need to break into anywhere. Uh <laughs> well, this is a small ship, right? It's I mean it's it can hold three giant Do robots. Do we have to share a room though, is what I'm asking. Uh you can if you want to. You don't there's only one captain's quarters. Ooh, true. Okay, I've got an idea. So I think that, Tiuku, you probably, like, go right for the captain's quarters mm-hmm. and, like, this is my spot, right? Yeah. Okay, I feel like Zara just follows you in and doesn't <laughs> seem to, like, understand that, like, maybe we should go find separate accommodations. Oh, uh, look, there's two beds in here. Perfect. Oh. Great. I put my stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Uh, here, why don't I get us some... And I start ruffling through my things. Do- you think there's two? You think there's two beds? In I there? mean, sure. It's a cap. It's like a queen suite, you know. Yeah, it's a big bed. It's a big bed. Well, it, well I'm not. Su- listen, I'm not suggesting that there's two beds because the two I'm occupants sleep th- separately. I'm suggesting that there's two beds because it's like it's like a queen suite, and they can push them together. Okay, I mean they can't. They're both old. They're both old, but they can get <laughs> someone to push them together for. Her. <laughs> I guess. All right. I mean, it's up to you. Uh, I was I was figuring it for a single bed sort of situation. I, it could be a single bed if you want. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! There's one bed, two of us. Um, but but in all seriousness, I am chatting with Tuku this whole time, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, probably incessantly. And uh, so, like for example, I'm going to say like, okay, uh, Tuku, you you don't believe in this whole reincarnation thing, right? Absolutely not. Right, but but let's just say it was true for one second, just one little second. Let's just say it was true. Uh, do you think? Um, well, I, I mean, uh, you know, they say that I'm supposed to be uh, um, Arto, and and you're supposed to be Dominica. Uh, and I was just, I guess, I was just wondering. Um, do you think that they would have been friends, Arto and Dominica? Yeah. I can't imagine anyone being Dominica's friend, really. She seems, like, very stuck up. But, maybe. Oh. And I, th- 
I think she like pats Zara on the head, like <laughs> doesn't want to crush Zara's dreams of friend titans. of being friends of of friendship. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I I Zara definitely smiles at that and uh, and says, uh, "Okay, let's just say hypothetically that uh, this whole reincarnation thing is true. Do you think that we would like remember things from our past lives, or do you think that would all just be like not not happening?" I have a hard time remembering things from yesterday, depending on the day, but... Mm, right, right. Hey, do you think that uh, they had different, like, very different food back in the day? Because I always thought that, like, I didn't really have a taste for a lot of things growing up. I was a little bit of a picky eater, and, you know, maybe that makes sense if you think about it like that. Uh-huh. Maybe? Maybe? I think she's just, like, um, kind of nodding and, like, saying, mm-hmm, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> At this point... Looking in the in the Julie comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely Zara just keeps like chatting incessantly, asking these like stupid hypothetical questions to Tiyuku. Oh man, it's too bad. Nemo Nemo just wasn't wasn't answering any <laughs> Alright. Um do is there anything else that we wanna focus on on this ship voyage or do you wanna do are we time skipping? Um I mean is there anything that like exciting that happens? No, this is um since it's so since it's so close and it's a and it's a path you've trekked before, um, I wasn't going to make y'all roll for a perilous journey. Okay, I will say that um, going forward, when you are passing through civilized lands, basically anything that's developed enough to have roads between the the places, you will instead of rolling a perilous journey, you'll just pay whatever amount of rations it would take to get okay. there. Um, in that case, yeah, I think I I'm good unless like. Because I'm definitely avoiding Nemo this whole journey, if I can. Mm-hmm. And maybe hanging out with Eustace once in a while. And I'm continuing to make some like sort of tweaks and modifications to the occult serendipity. Uh, because I've almost put the finishing touches on my my modifications, or at least some of my modifications that I intend for it. And we sort of talked about this a little bit. Because the gadgets are so important to the Artificer playbook, I would get some gadgets for the for the mech as well. But we decided that maybe it would be too much to get all of them at once because they're big and probably take time to create. So I created two. I don't know if we want to do two or one. Uh, I thought we were starting with one. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I made two just in case. Well, so we can play play baby or something. But yeah, I got them. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Like if you have time during a downtime to like work on one, maybe we can make a clock or something. Oh. For it. Sure. So, like, yeah, I've got one of them fixed, but I definitely think that, like, it was hard to get it to work uh-huh. because I feel like, well, the 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 caps sort of have a bit of a mind of their own. So I feel like my uh, the occult serendipity was definitely not happy about having modifications done to it because it's perfect and beautiful just the way it is, which is that it was designed to be perfect and beautiful. <laughs> so actually, I kind of want to like zoom in on this real quick uh, on this on this boat journey. With you building this, this, which which one are you building? Uh, why don't we have somebody come ask? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Is that this scene uh, is you know you're in the in the in the bay um, of the ship where the, where the robots are and you're you're making your modifications. I was just wondering like which part of them you're modifying so you know and like what it- the the rest of one of okay. them. One of the rests. Uh, and what's the thing you're putting on it look like? Like, how does it... You, you mentioned they're probably going to clash, but I'm just curious in what way specifically. Well, first of all, it's just like... Sh- like, mm, 
On the one hand, it's just like metal. Oh, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Okay, so you said that whatever the Zer- whenever the fontanium is put on um, the mech, it sort of like kind of melds to it if it's used for repairs. Yeah. It, it, okay. Okay. I've got because all of these have been worked in such a way they they were they yeah. uh, resemble different materials. Um, I've got an idea, and that is that I've made this device out of fontanium, and it is a it looks like a like canister which could fill with fuel or gas attached to like a a like nozzle basically uh-huh. and it's it's attached i'm attaching it to the wrist it's pretty big but it's just a small it's a small well re- it re- relative to the mech relative to the calf it's small but um it's basically like a well i i don't want to spoil it exactly but it should be pretty obvious uh there's also <laughs> something that goes in front of the nozzle uh-huh. uh a little like a little another little device mm. uh that will maybe do something that i don't exactly want to spoil right now okay not that it's it's pretty obvious but <laughs> yeah. i mean well because and it, it, it but it, the thing about it is that it is in some way it doesn't share the design sensibilities of the rest of the yeah, so here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking. It's made out of fontanium. So my thought, Zara thinking logically, I'm thinking when I put this on, it's going to like eventually meld and become like the other material, but it hasn't. Uh-huh. Because uh my my idea is that serendipity is not happy with this, so it's sort of like resisting having it attached. Okay. So it's so it's it's physically attached, but it hasn't integrated yet. Right. Okay. Um which might actually, you know, be a thing that it could do, but it's not. Right. So, like, I, I mean, I figure when, when push comes to shove, I'll make it go. But, um, yeah, I think, like, I also, I had this idea that maybe, like, I was, like, standing on the arm to put it on, and it kind of, and serendipity kind of bucks me off. Uh, maybe not, like, actively, like, bucks you off, but, like, it kind of tilts. Not, not, not violently, but just, like, in a little bit of a, like, a petty way. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And I, I definitely like put my hands on my hips and point up at the robot's head, and I say, "Now, now you," or the calf's head, and I say, uh, "Now, now you listen here. I, I, I don't want any of this this funny business from you. I, I, I'm your pilot now, so I say what goes on you." And you hear from below. Um, well, that's a lot more uh, assertiveness than I expected out of you. Sounds like Bartimaeus Nemo is here. Bartimaeus Nemo's down there, and he's kind of looking at his nails. Um, I I'm startled by this. I I say, and I almost like fall over the side, but serendipity moves a little bit so I can regain my balance. Mm-hmm. And then I peek over the uh, the side and I adjust my goggles and I say, uh, "Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Nemo, I I didn't see you there." Yeah, I know. I also think in this scene that the the device hasn't been fully like soldered onto it welded onto it and so it's got like a pulley in this bay that eustace is holding onto. oh okay are you okay mr uh flynn i'm fine uh, are you all right yeah uh just peachy up here <laughs> um anyway so that's just a thing that he's he's like kind of shifting and like kind of pulling it up and pulling it down to as the as the mech is shifted yeah it keeps like slightly moving away from where Eustace is, and he's like, "I don't, I don't understand this." Yeah, and yeah. So Nemo, what was the last thing you said to Nemo before I? I said I didn't see you down there, and he said, "I know you did." Uh, get a bit of uh, what tunnel vision when you're working. Well, um, you know, when when you're attaching such a, a 
potentially dangerous device, I need concentration. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. I've lost my, my train of thought. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, sir. Let me let you find it. I've lost. Ah, there's train tracks in Galeria if you're looking <sighs> for those. No. Um, I, the DM, have lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> I know you're my direct manager, but... <laughs> It's probably not probably not helping. <laughs> uh, nope. Um, what the hell is that thing anyway? Oh, this. Uh, well, I'm very proud of it. I uh, I call it the incendiary projector cannon. You see, uh, this uh, tank right here, it's filled to the brim with uh, fuel. So-, so it's a flamethrower. Well, that's that would not be the scientific term. Uh, you see, this this tank is filled with a fuel source, and it will fire out of this nozzle here. And uh, and this uh, this other device is actually an incendiary device that will cause a spark, and it will ignite the fluid as it leaves the uh, leaves the chamber. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, uh, I've seen a, I've seen a, a flamethrower before. Why are you putting it on the serendipity? Well, um. I, I've been studying the serendipity for a month now, and I, I have noticed that it doesn't really have any, uh, well, close range, uh, capabilities for weapons, uh, except for, you know, punching things, which, which to be honest, uh, this, this, uh, calf just wasn't really built for. I figured that this would sort of fill a gap. So you think, uh, what, you're, you know better than the Smiths? Here we go. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, fucking, I'm taking the initiative, man. What do you? Want? <laughs> I'm being a good employee. Um, well, of course, I, 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 I am. I don't, I don't think I, I know better. It's, it's just that this, you know, this frame was built for a very specific purpose and with a very specific design integrity. That I, I guess I just don't uh, agree with myself. No kidding. And he looks at it, and he looks at you, and he kind of puts his hands in his pockets. He says, just make sure it works. And he leaves. Y- yes, sir. an asshole. <laughs> what a fucking prick. Yeah, uh, uh, Eustace is holding up this pyrokinetic explosion. Yeah, uh, that's a pyro incendiary projector cannon. Excuse an incendiary you. projector cannon. Uh, and he says, well... Somebody didn't ever tell that fella how to play nice with others, did he? Uh, no, 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 no. It's it's fine. Um, he 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 really does know best, you know. I mean, he's the boss around here, and and there's a reason for that. Um, a little to the left, Eustace. Yes, ma'am. And he pulls it, and I think that's the scene. Uh, and I think I think with those two, unless unless uh, Tuki does anything of particular note on this ship, we can probably just uh, skip forward to Azure Bay. No, I think Tuke is just mostly taking it easy. I think she's Shelling. yes. I think she's like um, not very obviously, but kind of avoiding the mechs just a little bit. Yeah, yours is the weird ro- alien mech too. So like, yeah. <laughs> every time, every time I look at it, it looks weird back at me. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuke's like haunting little, eyes. Like Tuke is a little unsettled, mostly by the fact that. She knows its name, which she probably denies. She denies knowing it. All right. So, um, 
So the the five days pass with more or less without issue. Uh, you do you do expend your your stores of rations, but you are heading to Azure Bay, which is the jewel of the Galerian coast, and there is plenty of trade to be had there. Ooh, so pretty! It's a nice visual image here. There is a there is an Italian uh, coastal town called Menrola, which I am taking as the similar sort of vibe for Azure Bay. Azure Bay is a coast town on the south of Galeria. It's uh, it's beautiful. There are all of these town, all of these houses with colored uh, stucco on them, where like the drywall, the construction materials are are uh, have this really nice dye mixed in, so that when you build the houses, there are all these different shades of blue, um, and that that dye comes from the blue flowers that grow everywhere. Oh, it is built into this mountain. That you can see there's like this sheer cliff just covered in like balconies and stuff jutting out of it that you can see as you, you know, sail into port. There are actually two bays in Azure Bay. There's one bay that is like filled with like little rowboats and fishing boats and um, sort of like recreational vessels. And then uh, a fair distance to the east of it along the coast, there is a disconnected seaport, which is like an island of pontoons built into like a, a nearby sort of reef or a sandbar that ships the actual ships depart from and there is a there's a big ferry that takes uh, materials and people from this port this seaport uh, uh, back into town because they don't want to they don't want to mar the beauty of the actual bay with you know, <laughs> ships sure yeah makes sense mm-hmm. i'm into it and we have to talk to uh, the who who are we supposed to talk to here what's his name again you have been asked to to drop off a letter, uh, actually a number of letters. Daria has one as well, which probably heard at the beginning of episode six. But the correspondence specifically you've been asked to, to, to drop off is for Gregarius Piranu, the uh, Galerian culture admiral, who is the one of the one of the heads of state of of Galeria. There are three admirals that make up the High Admiralty Council. There is the High Admiral, foremost Belvedere. There is the War Admiral, Dauntless LaRue, and there is the Culture Admiral, Gregarius Pirineau. The three of them make up the uh, Admiralty Council that all sort of decisions about, you know, the, the running of this of this country go through. Uh, I think on the way in, I want to talk to Tiuku a little bit. And I just mm-hmm. want to say, while we're like, while we can see it from the distance, I want to just say like, uh, I, I've been here before, but I, I gotta say, every time I come here, I... Every time I leave, I seem to forget just how beautiful it is. It's true. It's it's a very pretty bay. Have you ever been here before, Tsuku? Didn't they leave on the boat from the to the island from there? Yes, this is where you yeah. you set off from. I, I mean yeah. before that. <laughs> oh no, I haven't been here before, or I might not be welcome back <laughs> if I had. <laughs> so you haven't you haven't caused trouble here before. No, she has. She's lying. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, can I ask you a slightly personal question? Uh, two questions has been this, like, sure. What's the most valuable thing you've ever stolen? Mm, I mean, you have probably heard uh, the way I got the name The Bell Teeth. Uh, I actually haven't. Oh, well, you know, there's uh, 
this really, really big bell. Really big bell in a city in uh, Zoyet. The, the, the monument you told me about was the Tsar Bell, uh, which is which is a Russian monument. In yeah, which is a really big bell. Like, you can't lift it. It doesn't ring. It's just a decorative bell. Six meters tall. If it was so big, how did you how did you manage to steal it? Well, I'm very talented. You know, she didn't actually steal it. It was a trick. Oh, but- <laughs> it was like how uh, Houdini made uh, elephants disappear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the record, if if it, if it's if it was in like a, the capital city of of Zoliat, that would be so cool. Yes, uh, that city is called Ten Thousand Swords. <gasps> oh, that's badass! I love that. Are there actually ten thousand swords there? No, it's it's like the it's like the Iron Throne. There's only like forty. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other team asked that same question when I when I pointed them in the map. <laughs> um, kind of, it, it refers to the to the previous military might of the Empire of Cats. Oh, the ten thousand swords made me think of a. Uh, there's this sea fortress in Finland, Somalina. They have like uh, converted old uh, artillery things into fences. Ooh. So I was just like thinking of a fence of oh, made out of swords. Fence, oh wait, fence of swords. That's Whoa, that's that's so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's definitely take that. I'm into that. <laughs> fence of swords. The ones in Finland are like uh, cannons and stuff mostly, but and it could like surround the castle completely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm about that. I'm about that for yeah. sure. H- have you ever? Uh, okay, well, not that I can, would condone something like this, but uh, <laughs> there, you, you of course know about the um, Valentina family uh, uh, crown, right? Yes. Uh, for everybody who doesn't know, <laughs> uh, the Valentina family crown is, uh, a- as I've said before, there's a uh, the Val- the Valentina um, family is like sort of like god kings and so the first crown they ever wore is like a artifact of valentine and it is in the castle uh not that i would condone this of course but have you ever thought about stealing it oh many times i have a plan actually (gasps) really well what would you do how would you get past the guards well i can't tell the plan right now of course but i'll show you someday maybe you can be part of it Oh no 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 no! I, I wouldn't want to be part of anything like that. Uh, that that sounds dangerous and horrible and just a nightmare. But uh, well, you know, it, it's kind of fun to think about. Mm-hmm. I think Tuka's like really happy that Zara's interested, and she's like, "We're gonna steal the crown together." My friend is taking taking an yeah. interest in my in my hobbies. <laughs> Those hobbies are robbing palaces. Uh, you know, I, I I pull out the I sort of pull out two of the mechanical grappling harness things, and I say, you know, these uh these um magnetic uh or magnetic grappling harness these magnetic points can attach to uh, all sorts of things. Um, they're they're electromagnetic, so they'll work even on things like stone. Yes, I know electromagnets work, but yeah, <laughs> we go with that. I know, but I'm, I'm but I'm playing into my uh, bond. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for sure. I just want. Uh, I just want the the listeners to know that we know that you can't use an electromagnet <laughs> on a walk, rock wall. No, this is a magical <laughs> electromagnet, though. It's a magical electromagnet. Yeah. Exactly. Also, like, listen, what I may or may not know about science is not none of the viewers' concern. Because <laughs> 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 the answer is not a lot. I, as I keep saying, I should not have played a smart character. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Maybe you could use it sometime. I would love to. I mean, again, not that I condone that sort of behavior, of course. Of course not. But... But if push comes to shove... Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It might be necessary. Maybe, who knows? Maybe. All right, fantastic. This this conversation, imagine, was happening on the uh, ferry from the seaport to the um, to the the bay itself. Uh, and when you come up, you realize that this big sheer cliff uh, has two sort of sides. There's a side that that borders the bay, which is um, just sheer, and you can see there's balconies and houses built into the cliff. And then there's a side around the corner from it. You realize that this cliff has been hollowed out. Oh, cool. Yeah, and there is uh, trade loading docks. And this is actually a the inside of the of the of the um, of the cliff, this mountain that this 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 whole town is built on. It is reinforced with like these huge pillars and like looking up Zara as somebody who knows how to like engineer things, it is a mar like, a marvel of engineering. It is a train station. Ooh. I'm I'm getting like I'm feeling like a very like uh, a slightly booty bay vibe, if you know what I mean, like from World of Warcraft. Uh, well, I've I'm unfortunately never been to the to the Bay of Booties. <laughs> we all we all joked about that too. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up. Uh, maybe a little bit. This this looks pretty. Um, it does look nice. I like I like the shingles on the roofs. It's it's a little bit more ramshackle, but like you know, it's like built into like on the sides on the cliff sides, you know. Yeah, for sure. Just kind of this this is sort of like it looks like almost like a Caribbean like tropical thing. Give it a more Mediterranean vibe. And, yeah, awesome! Oh, that's so cool. I'm so excited. And so yeah, so so this yeah this train depot is also a trade depot. You're on a trade ferry. There's two kinds of ferries that leave from the from the seaport, and they're the ones that go straight to the bay. And just let off like travelers and the ones that go to this depot, this this recessed cave, and let off people who have things to unload. And you you set up. There are these um, not pneumatic because that doesn't exist yet. But they are these big iron hooks on the front of this ferry. That once you go in to the bay, two workers, two sailors, they they like pick them up, uh, like the controls for them. Which are like, you know, levers, basically. And they reach forward and then they cinch shut around two iron rods that are built into this place to secure the ferry so it can't move, it can't like shift when they're unloading all this stuff. And then the front sort of, it's like a plank, like a gangplank almost. Sure. Which is just the front wall of the ship just kind of folds down and you can walk down. Now, do we have our calves on us or are those coming later? No, they're they're on this thing. They're they're being loaded off. Okay, cool. All right. Um, I we talked about uh, the transportation of them in the other game, and basically we came to the, to the conclusion that they have sort of a um, a an inactive travel state where they like curl up and like hug their knees. Though uh, the serendipity may or may not have knee, knees to hug. Um, considering it's got that like ball gown thing, and we haven't actually like I don't know I don't know if does it have normal legs under the ball gown or is it like a weird thing? It has normal legs, but oh, okay, they might be a little like more stocky than normal. Yeah, I was just like, what if it's like a spider down there or something? Oh god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What have I done? I haven't thought of this. <laughs> um, why don't we Why don't we call it normal legs for now? Because Arto was very like much. Like she was an ex, she was extra, but she wasn't like, 
Like, I feel like little spider legs, while awesome, kind of tr- devolves the mech into a very, like, horror theme. Terrifying, like, prettiness, you know? Uh-huh. I feel like that's the kind of thing with the spider legs that you get. Which Ooh. is what I'm very into, but I don't <laughs> think Arto would be. So I okay. think normal legs. But alternate movement might be a thing in the future. That's true. I was Because I was thinking that, like, those spider legs could mean that, like, it looks like it's hovering as it moves because it moves so 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 smoothly. Okay, actually, yes, I, I want to do that. Okay, <laughs> let's, um, let's do that. It doesn't confer any special bonuses at the moment, but it Not just means that when it moves, it moves super. Um, but basically, what this means then is that in this case, those legs all fold up, and the um, and the ball gown sort of like recedes a little bit. To make it easier to move around. Suddenly, Dark Sun Gwendolyn is like now part of my uh, yeah. aesthetic for nice. uh, Cult Serendipity. And I mean, Dark hey, Sun Dar- Gwendolyn is the greatest character of all time. So yeah, I mean, Gwendolyn's been in there this whole time, at least in my head. Yeah, it, I was. I, I had actually not even thought about that until now. But yeah, for sure. Hell to the yeah. So yeah, so there's um, but they're like covered in these like sheets or whatever, so that you, people aren't like, oh my god, look at the robots. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they would say, look at the huge monsters. Look at those weird monsters made of porcelain and, and black crystal. Uh, black and transparent crystal with gold embellishments. That is the wildness of the Nimble <laughs> Mistral. So as the, um, as the front, like, door of this thing, flop, like, flips down and allows, like, a ramp for everyone to come down off of, um, you see, uh, you see, like, a group of, um, workers, uh, sort of, like, standing at the, at the ready with a, um, foreman ahead of them. This group is made up of, like, goblins, humans, and, um, a couple of bugbears, all in these sort of, like, overalls that you see Eustace in. Um, and with one of them's got, like, a, like, a, a nicer hat with a, with that says foreman across the brim. And it says, does anybody require offloading services for themselves today? I look over at <laughs> Eustace. And Eustace looks. And, I don't know, do you think you can help? Do you think we can unload two Heck, statues ourselves? Extend the statues, eh? They know they can see them. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I mean, if there's no danger, then I suppose it's no problem. We could just have them help. Yeah, but if they're, if they're covered... I don't even know. I might have made you roll to unload them if you decided to do oh. it yourselves. But yeah, they're just, uh, he, the, he's like, yeah, I'll, uh, we could use some help with these. And you notice there's like, you know, you were not the only boats to come in today. So there, there are other like traders with like, like raw goods, like crates and dry goods and supplies and stuff. And like a lot of them are just loading them themselves with, with workers that they have working for them. And you can kind of get the feeling this is sort of like a, 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 an income. This is a job, you know, is this, this like freelance loader? Um, mm. As is, yeah, these goblins and, and humans and bugbears come in and start like just taking, uh, like um, lashing these. I don't know if you've ever like seen like a moving company at work, like moving furniture, mm-hmm. um, like lashing, lashing, like all of these things on these really, these like big dollies that, that have like, several sets of, of uh, handles for, the, for them to carry uh, and load together. And so that, yeah, they basically wrap these things up like mummies in these, in these, um, these big, sturdy leather belts, of sec- effectively, that, that, that secure them to these, to these 
uh, carts, and they start loading them down. Nice, easy. Yeah, hmm. yeah no, they're they're pros. Uh, and he's this this foreman's got his like a clipboard, or well, probably not a, an actual clipboard, but he's got like a um, a slate that he's got a, a pad of paper um, tied to. And he says, "And uh, what what name are these going to be loaded in the name of?" I look at Zara, like I look at uh, Nemo. <laughs> Nemo sighs. He says, put them under the Deep Lore Expeditionary Company. We should have a car waiting on the railway. Uh, and uh, the, this guy, like, flips a couple pages and he goes, oh, yep, that seems like it is. So, fa- fantastic. Uh, it's in order. You folks have a great day. And then he goes and the, the, like, the robots get wheeled off. The cabs are gone. <laughs> um, nice. Do we have, like, an itinerary? No. Uh, there's like, I mean, there is currently a train in the station. The train will be leaving tomorrow. Hmm. Oh, sweet. We got a day. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, hmm. it's, uh, I think probably you, you come in around like mid morning, almost noon. Oh, I want to know that Yuku sees these, um, freelance unloaders. It's like, hmm, this could work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good cover oh, for you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could just like unload stuff and just take them, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, the hard part would be getting getting into the the crew and not and without arousing suspicion. If these are freelance people, she could just be her own freelance person. Mm, that's true. That's actually a really good a really good grift, a really simple grift. Uh-huh. A really, really simple grift. Yeah, these are simple folks back in the old eighteen hundreds. <laughs> By the way, well, we um we are out of rations, right? We ate all our rations. We're out of rations. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. So we're gonna need to restock at least. Um. Mm-hmm. There's actually a uh, is a supply move that no one ever uses because it's not a active move. Oh! But when you go to buy something with gold on hand, if it's something readily available in the settlement you're in, you can buy it at market price. <laughs> it's that's it's that simple. If it's something <laughs> special beyond what's usually available or non mundane, you can roll charisma. So I think I want to say to um, to everybody, I'm going to say, well, we seems like we have a day to hang out. That's lovely. Actually, uh, as you're as you're talking, you're walking further in to this like trading post almost, um, because there are there are shops in Azure Bay above ground, but down here, this is sort of like where you buy stuff like wholesale if you're a trader or a merchant. Mm. And so you see like um, this kind of like dense network of like man-made caves, hand hand carved caves that uh, there's sort of these different supply like stops at. You can see there's like, you know, dry dry rat like dry supplies, um, dried supplies next to it, uh, and uh, one of them you see is says the Azure Bay Metal Workers Union, and there is a, a goblin standing out there. Goblins in this universe, uh, we talked a little bit. They are sort of like raccoons with big pointy ears. Good. Yeah, so they got the little bandit masks, and they got, like, um, fennec fox ears. So, so cute. Um, and there is a, there is a, he, this goblin is standing outside, he's got, like, a page uh, newsboy cap, and he's wearing a sandwich board, um, and it says, uh, far or near, fix it here, you know, it's like a little slogan with, mm-hmm. a, with, a, with like, a wrench under it, um, and he's, like, walking back and forth, kind of, like, strutting. Checking out, like showing off his cool, his cool board. Like, <laughs> he's he's walking. doing those flips with like a like mattress 
yeah. or whatever. Well, it, it's a it's a sandwich board, so he's wearing it. Oh, I see. Um, That's so cute. That, yeah, that goes over your shoulders. And he's like, you see him going up to to different like passerby, and like he's like pointing at it, like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> no one's like really paying a lot of attention because he's a little goblin, and his like gaze like shifts and locks on Eustace, and he says, "Oh my God, holy shit, boss, you're back!" <laughs> and books in a full sprint with this sandwich board around his shoulders and immediately falls on his face. Oh. Are you okay? <sighs> um, Eustace goes, oh my god, and, and, and walks over. He says, Charlie, Charlie, what I tell you about, about running with the sandwich board? And he, and he picks him up and sets him on his feet, and he's like panting, and he's like, oh my god. I'm, oh, I'm so good. Hey, boss, you bat. Oh, my man. Oh, my lord of stars alive. Hello. And he puts out his hand uh, to you, Tuku. My name is Charlie Axel. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hello. My name is Tuku Campana. Pleasure to meet you, too. That's the fake name that she's given. Okay. <laughs> um, so he, he's got his hand held out to Zara, but he looks at Tuku and he, like, crosses his arms to hold out a hand to her, too. I, I shake his hand, <laughs> and I say, uh, yeah. Zara, Zara Fontaine, nice to meet you. Hey, well, out of there. Um, boss, you didn't say you were going to be back so soon. Uh, just looking up at, at, at Eustace, and Eustace is like, well, uh, I didn't exactly expect to be... I didn't expect to be. I, I thought it was going to be a, a bit of a longer thing, but I guess we got to... It's a bit more of a transient contract. Going, going to different spokes, and um, he's like Charlie, Charlie Axel, because goblins are named after tools and uh, different like things. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's others named like George Anvil and uh, Tommy Hammer. Tommy Hammer, that is a great <laughs> gangster name. Yeah, that is. Yo, Tommy the Hammer over here. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a terrible gangster <laughs> voice. I'm sorry. Don't worry. So Charlie, Charlie's like. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Maggie's inside. She's working on some stuff. You want to say hi? Um, and Eustace kind of like scratches his beard and he's like, uh, tell, uh, how about you tell her that I'll be home for dinner tonight and that she should concentrate on it. I don't want to do like, you know, get too distracted from her work. I'm sure she's got very important work going on. It's like, I guess she's, she's building an engine. I guess that's pretty important. Hey, who are you folks? Uh, we're Eustace's co-workers. No, you ain't. And he, like, pokes himself in the chest. He says, I'm Eustace's co-worker. Uh, okay, we're, we're on the... We're his new bosses. <sighs> kind of. Not exactly. Okay, just as long as you're not trying to work for him, because I work for him. Mm, me. And he points himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, well, uh, it's more like we work together. Mm, he squints with his little raccoon eyes. <laughs> and he parks up. He's like, "All right, well, I'm I'm gonna go try to scare up some more business. Uh, you should come by if you want. Uh, it's got good stuff. Uh, Rufus made tarts. He made blueberry tarts. Ooh. they're good. Uh, so you know they're in the they're in the office if you want some." Uh, and, uh, I, I guess we gotta get back to welding and stuff, and I gotta go make sure that we have, 
uh, people coming to the shop so that we can get money and eat. <laughs> well, it, it was it was nice to meet you, uh, Charlie. Yeah. Pleasure meeting you too, Miss Fontaine, Sarah Fontaine. There you go. Shakes <laughs> your hand again. Nice to meet you. All right, cool. And they're like straightens his hat a little bit again, and he's like, "All right." And he walk, turns and starts walking. And he yells, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it ain't broke, bring it to us." <laughs> and and like just starts yelling slogans. Uh, and and Eustace is like, "Well, that's good." He seems nice. Oh no, Charlie's a good. He's a great kid. Uh, all the all the Axel brothers are, are are fine, upstanding, good workers. I'm just glad that Maggie didn't hear us. Why? Well, she can get a little intense during the workday. I see. So that wasn't intense? No, that was uh, effervescent, I believe the word is. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if I want to see intense. Nemo is, Nemo is like off to the side. He's got his arms crossed. And he says, are we, are we done? What, did, what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> I... I guess it, you know, we could always just meet you at the train station tomorrow if you, if you want. Yeah, I think that, mm, well, how about this? You need supplies and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, we do. Well, how about, how about you just drop some money off with me and I can go get them for you. I, I feel like, considering what Jameson told me about your uh, negotiative abilities, that's probably something you're going to want me to handle. Excuse me? I I have no no qualms that you being our little errand boy, but please don't doubt my abilities of negotiation. I wasn't talking to you, Miss Bell. Uh, or what was that, Campana? Um, yeah, that's um, one of my many names that I go by. Mm. That I just made up. Congratulations. I'm still Bartimaeus Nemo. People still know me. <laughs> uh, and I can go get some supplies if you want to hang out. Alright, yes. fuck yeah. Sure, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah so, so, so much, I, I just want the the to refill my dungeon rations. Okay, well, you know, refill is kind of is kind of a funny way uh, thing, because like, you can buy as many as you want and then just have them for that long. Yeah, I know, um, but I don't have the kind of... I have a 7 out of 8 load, so, like, I can get uh, dungeon rations. <laughs> true. Are rations, like, set of 5 is weight 1, or is it, like... Set of 5 is weight 1, yeah. Okay, then I could get uh, two sets of 5? Five? Talking, about, talking about rations. There are dungeon rations, which is 5 uses. That's 3 coins and 1 weight. Um, should it not taste, but not bad either. Mm-hmm. There is dwarven hardtack, which is which requires dwarf. I don't know if that means you have to <laughs> you have to be a dwarf to use it. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so maybe dwarven hardtack is just a, a gem. Yeah, could be <laughs> like yeah. a, like unrefined minerals. It makes sense. I like uh, that. Then there's elven bread rations, which is one weight but seven use. Oh, that would be nice. How much is that? Uh, Ten coins. I'll spend but, that one. But minus four because of Dordemaeus' minstrel ability. So six coins. Six coins for, for, for seven uses. Sounds good. Okay. I will get some I would like him to get me some elven rations. Do you think it's actually elf bread in this universe, or is it just like um Ooh, let's make it like um Oh can it be um I mean, listen. It tastes great. 
It's bread, right? It's good ass bread. Good ass. I'll tell you where you can get the best bread in the archipelago. That's Valentina, right? That's Valentina. Mm. Packed full of nutrients. Extremely packed with nutrients. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we can say that's lagonal bread. Lagonal cornbread. Oh. With real whole nuggets of corn. Oh, so it's like it's got got special surprises in it. It's got special (laughs) surprises in it, and it's also stuffed with a spiced meat. That's that's pretty. That sounds pretty good. And it stays forever because the spiced meat is uh, salted and like cured. So it's basically like it's basically like a jerky sandwich with a little bit of sweetness to it. Okay, I'm into that. Uh, is there any other supplies that anybody needs that for Nemo to get? Uh, that's all my weight. So um, there's also like healing potions and stuff. Healing potions are zero weight. Healing potions are zero weight. You say? Yeah. I would like to buy uh, one healing potion, which is zero weight, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would like to buy one healing potion, and I would also like to buy one set of bandages. It would also it also be forty six for for you because minus four. Oh wait! Oh wait! Yeah, you're right. Everything you buy is is minus is is holy crap! What a what a steal! Mm -hmm. Um, bandages are five coins, so it's only one coin for me. What a steal! Oh my god! Are you gonna be like your healer? Maybe. I mean, like. I definitely want um, to just have some like backup in case. Uh, anything else that's zero weight here? Antitoxin definitely want some antitoxin. Hmm. I'm like I'm just gonna stock up a bit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean this is the yeah. place to do it, right? Yep, I'll, I'll take some antitoxin and halfling pipe leaf too. Which are whose pipe leaf is that? If the if the if the elf bread is lagital bread. Uh, Tiki, you want to take this one? Hmm, maybe it would be Kosharki. Like mo- ma- mainly used for like business transactions or something. Okay, it would be cool. Yeah, I'm about that. Koshaki do a lot of uh, a lot of freelance sort of uh, negotiations, so that would mm-hmm. make sense. Koshaki pipe leaf is six uses, but you use two uses every time you use it, so it's actually an issue. Yep. Uh, all right. Unless anybody wants to buy like a weapon or armor or something, yeah, I think I think you're good. Also, I checked. You can also you can encumber yourself. That's a that, there is a move for that. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll pass on that. All right. Yeah, it, 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 you can you can go up to plus two your load, which you just take not minus one ongoing. Just so you know that that is an option. Uh, it's not like you like stop moving, break that. Okay, no problem. Uh, thanks for letting me know. Uh, let's see. I don't want to get any, but I would I would say I get poisons, but that's really not Zara's <laughs> style. I mean, Tugu's, Tugu's gonna get some poisons, and Tugu's gonna get some uh, knives for her knife thingy, and stuff like that. Like, a very suspicious list of stuff to buy for Nemo. <laughs> okay. Right, so, are you, are you getting more, more throwing daggers? Actually, because I'm the city thief now, I have a um, brace of throwing knives. So, I'm getting, yeah, some throwing knives. Just I just want a little bit more ammo. Does it uh, increase the weight? But throwing daggers are zero weight, so no. Wow, nice. Yes. Granted, if you build, a, if you buy like a million of them, we might have to talk about that. But <laughs> individually, is is there a price for those? They are one coin a piece, but if you're Ooh. buying like multiple, we can just subtract the the thing from the total. Okay. Thrown weapons are are like usually you have a pool of ammo. And you might have that for your brace of knives, mm-hmm. but generally, thrown weapons are just that much. The amount that you own is the amount that you 
um, have. Mm. So you're buying uh, eight? Yeah. I'm just going to uh, put some stuff here. So does that mean that Tuku is just like fucking decked out in knives? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there is some like, um, like a thingy that they're not all, you know, on her, obviously. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know? Oh man, she's like a she's like a fucking ninja from Naruto <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the with the kunai. Anyway, not to not to talk about Naruto on our on our D and D dungeon world podcast. Oh, I've actually I actually found a really cool cool image. That might be of Naruto? From Naruto. No, <laughs> of Naruto. Of a brace of throwing knives. Nart. Oh, that's oh, it's like that. I I kind of thought it was like um, arm thingy, but it could, that's, I mean, it, that's... Could, it could also be an arm thingy if you want to have them on your arms. You have ten knives on your body. Is the is the important thing to know? That's that's so good. I love that. I I want it to be like um. That's like a garter. Yes, that's what I was thinking, but I forgot the word. Um, because yeah, if it's on your thigh, like this, like this picture is. Um, this this image that I linked. Um, because you listener don't have this, you're not allowed to be in our roll twenty game. Um, is just mm-hmm. it's just a it's a it's just a um like a canvas bag that goes around your thigh. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with like slots in it that you slot the knives in and then secure them with a with a little tag, and it's it's over jeans. It's not like just on somebody's bare thigh uh, in this image. I don't know why I need to reassure you of that, but I said it. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So you're getting some throwing knives. You're getting poison. You said. Oh yeah, I got uh, oil of tagit, which is a target fall into light sleep. Ooh, okay. And I already have Goldenrood, which I had from my old playbook, but I should probably like, pretend I bought it now or something. Yeah, well, you, I think you had it. You just don't... Okay. Since, since you switched to City of Thieves, you don't have the ability to make any more. Okay. I kind of want to get the personal fees just for fun, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think awesome. I'm going to get... Yeah, that. Or or maybe like uh, Dwarven Star or something. Dwarven what? Oh, dwar- oh a keg? You're going to get a keg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> important rations. I love the, the the description for a keg of Dwarven Stat, which is, when you open a, a keg of Dwarven Stat and let everyone drink freely, take plus one to your carouse roll. If you drink a whole keg yourself, you are very, very drunk. <laughs> oh, That's, wait, it's for weight. It's for weight. Yeah, it's a keg of beer. Oh, my God. I don't think she's going to carry a keg of no, beer with her. No, probably not. No. <laughs> you, you only have eight, just like Zara. I've got an idea, which is that if I ever have enough weight, I can buy the keg of Dwarven Stout, and one of my gadgets can be the hat with the fucking beer cans on it. That yeah. does sound, that does sound very good. It's just one beer can, and it's the keg, and that's on your head. <laughs> he was number one! It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... No, it's like a camel pack. You know those, those fucking backpacks with the water in it? Hell it's yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. <laughs> um, hello, welcome to our welcome to our shopping podcast. Where I see Listen, shopping is like my favorite part of D and D. Oh no, same. I love I love I love supply runs. I love buying yes. crap I'm never going to use. <laughs> okay, uh, so we we give them our shopping list, uh-huh. and then uh, we we're free to do whatever we want, right? Oh, we should go uh, deliver that letter. You should go deliver that letter. 